Hello, homeschool friends, and welcome to this episode of the Homeschool High School Podcast from SevenSistersHomeschool.com and brought to you by the Ultimate Homeschool Podcast Network. I'm Sabrina, and I'm here with Vicki and Kim. And we're going to get ready for the holidays. Already? Are we excited? Is everybody excited? Wow. That happens every year. <laughs> I, I will be. <laughs> Oh, the holidays, they're, they're different. They, they're different this year. This is yeah. holidays in the COVID era, and we haven't yeah. done the Thanksgiving Christmas holiday season with COVID on the table. So um, we're going to try to imagine what we might need that might be a little bit different this year as homeschooling families, what we might want to consider before it's Christmas Eve, yeah. <laughs> um, yeah. and what we can do to to protect the things that are really important about our family holiday traditions and celebrations, about our church traditions and celebrations, and the things that are going to be different this year. So this is going to be a very different kind of episode for us, and mm-hmm. um, we're exploring some of our own challenges because hey, we're your homeschooling big sisters, but we are not your COVID big sisters, and we have never been through a holiday season before. (laughs) The first year for all of us. We're all in this one together. (laughs) So maybe that's a great place to start. We are all in this together, and we all need the Lord. Mm. Amen. And uh, starting with with prayer, when we think about, wow, how are the holidays going to work this year? Um, Let's start with asking the Lord that instead of just allowing ourselves to worry about it. If you are somebody who loves the holidays, this might be a tough year because there are going to be things that you're not going to be able to do in the same ways that you've enjoyed them before. If you are somebody who is at the opposite end of the spectrum and dreads the holidays, which actually, truth be told, has been me in years past, (laughs) not always, but I have dealt with a lot of holiday depression over the years, then this year could be, honestly, could be in some ways easier mm-hmm. because there may be a lot fewer events on your calendar and places where you are expected to be joyous and festive and have mistletoe in your hair or whatever. <laughs> so, you know, there, there, there may be some pluses for some of the introverts or some of the folks who are dealing with loss or grief. Oddly enough, there might be a little bit more grace among people in general for those who are not super excited, but we all need to come into the holidays with an attitude of gentleness and compassion for one another, mm-hmm. because this is new for everybody. Oh, yeah. That sounds like a, a good meme, you know, that we need to come into the season with gentleness and compassion for each other. I mm. love it. Could I, could I offer a couple of words to avoid? Oh, please do. I highly suggest avoiding the word must or should. Oh, good. Oh, yes. <laughs> Because we all have ideas about what the holidays must look like. You know, we must do these things or we should do these things or we'll feel guilty. Mm. But this is a holiday where we need to set those aside and say, you know what, there's a different thing. And maybe God has a different idea during this time for us to do. Sounds to me like you're talking about expectations and uh, Mm. expectations are hard thing this year. Mm-hmm. 2020 has mm-hmm. been a year where we have all been faced with expectations that in many cases we didn't even realize we held. Oh, yeah. Mm-hmm. I think that's going to be 
magnified for the holidays. So let's talk about some of those things that we might be expecting and then talk about ways that we could prepare to be flexible and gentle and compassionate with them. How about functions, events, things like concerts and big parties and going to see the Christmas lights at the local you know, formal gardens, or I, I know that's a big deal around yeah. here is there's a gorgeous garden site and people love to go and it's just packed and there's hot chocolate for all. And, mm-hmm. you know, all those big sparkly events, what might we expect needing to adjust and ways that we can be compassionate and gentle? Well, I know like our kids who have been used to singing in their Christmas choir concerts, oh, yeah. will maybe not be having that. Sure. And uh, to help them find other things that give them joy mm-hmm. and other things that they can take some pride in and uh, to give them a chance to be resilient. Like we don't have that this year, but we have this mm-hmm. or we'll have it next year without trying to be patronizing, but helping them to understand there is good in other ways for this year. Good stuff. Yeah. Yeah. So true. So true. I'm sorry, Kim, I thought you were about to jump in there with something, and I was waiting, and I thought, oh, no, okay. (laughs) You don't have to. (laughs) We're not using our nonverbals because we can't can't see each other. other. There there was a thought bubbling, and I was bubbling, and then it just kind of fizzled. (laughs) (laughs) You, you 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 know your sisters for a long time. When on a screen where Sabrina can't even see Kim... She knows Kim is bubbling. <laughs> yeah, that, that's a lot of years of sisterhood right there. <laughs> oh, my. So in addition to um, helping all of us and helping our teens in particular to recognize the opportunities that they do have in front of them, how about really thinking creatively for ways to meet specific um, longings for things. So like, like the, mm. the choir kids who, mm. um, who don't get the chance to have their Christmas concerts this year, there are opportunities to sing with others virtually. There mm-hmm. are cool apps. Uh, there's an acapella app that costs like almost nothing, I think. Um, and we've had friends who so miss singing together who have been making songs together using the acapella app from their various houses you know there are really creative ways to tap those points of oh music christmas music with my friends is so important to me i love it so much okay maybe you can't do it the way you have before and maybe there are other cool things that you're doing but if that's really what you're looking for how about thinking way outside the box and seeing if there's a way that you could meet that need And, you know, maybe turning it into an opportunity to serve, like maybe you take the family out or some other, you know, quarantining families together and social distance carol around the, you know, the older people in your church, you know, mm-hmm. go knock on their doors and stand in their yard. And, you know, that's it. It's outdoors. You can do it social distance. And to give them some nice songs and make their evening. Taking it back old school. Like we, you know, I remember doing that as a kid and it seems like we've really gotten away from that kind of caroling. Now we go stand somewhere and sing and people come to us or we go to a nursing home, all of which are great things, but yeah, great idea. So what about families who have been impacted financially this year and for whom the 
financial burdens of Christmas gifts and celebrations are going to be really heavy. Mm -hmm. yeah. I think the starting point there is honest and loving conversations with our family members. Oh, yeah. And I imagine, you know, with as many people who have been unemployed and facing, you know, financial difficulties, that it's not a surprise to the family that, mm -hmm. you know, Christmas can't look extravagant. And uh, to, to be able to be, like Sabrina said, honest about it and to try to make some reframes like, okay, all right, we can't have lots of bought stuff. Let's find out what is significant and good other ways. Mm. Yeah, right. You know, what, what can we do together as a family? Although teenagers will probably think that's cheesy. Um, <laughs> you know, that to, to make some beautiful things happen event wise, you know, like together as a family, if you can't have things, you know, present wise under the tree. Yeah. It's so true. Like I, and you're right. Like it, there might be a, a cheese alert going on in the, in the <laughs> uh, forehand. But yeah, those are some of the things, even the things that at the time, I think that we tend to think or our kids have thought, wow, this is really kind of cheesy or dumb or whatever. Aren't those sometimes the things that we talk about the most later on? Yeah. So to create some of those things and incorporate the kids, you know, if they think what I came up with is cheesy, I'll say, so, so uh, how can we, you know, make this better? Or what I'm game for whatever you have instead. Tell me your ideas. You know, back, back in the old days, like we're talking, I'm revealing my age, ancient days, uh, the, <laughs> it, when you would go to the grocery store, there were two magazines for moms and it was women's day and family circle. Oh yeah. And every year in November, they would have, you know, 50 cheap Christmas presents that you can make. And uh, like everybody had no money in those yeah, days. Right. And so you would make things. Yeah. And, uh, and I, I remember when I was a, a really young mom a long time ago, that really that's what we did is we would make Christmas ornaments and give them to people yeah. or write a letter about what we appreciated. I know, again, teenagers may not be all bought into that kind of thing, but if they understand this is this is a way to show love without money, maybe that would be the most significant Christmas they have in a long time. Mm -hmm. I'll tell you, a number of years ago, um, our family, for a variety of reasons, a, a chunk of our family, went to doing gifts that we made for each other, and part of the way we're, we reduced the cheese factor. I was going to say removed mm -hmm. it, but I don't think it's been removed. It's been reduced. Yeah. <laughs> uh, is that we, we made the rule silly or sentimental. Uh, so you can do something that is absolutely ridiculous. And we have had gifts that have had people literally falling off their chairs laughing because they were so ridiculous and silly, but a lot of thought had gone into them. So they're uh -huh. thoughtful gifts. And mm -hmm. it allows those of us in the group who love wrapping presents and making beautiful bows and all that kind of stuff to still wrap something up mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. and to still have the beauty of the sparkly paper under the tree, even if what's inside the supplies for it cost a dollar and 25 cents, you know, it, it, yeah. it's still something that you can wrap up and people still get to rip into wrapping paper and such. So mm -hmm. um, silly or sentimental can sometimes reduce the cheese factor. Yeah. Yeah. Do you have any that you could share 
that the kids wouldn't get mad if you did? Oh, dear me. Okay, well, my one son, um, who has some artistic leanings, bought a multi-pack of men's extra-large white undershirts at the <laughs> at the dollar store or you know, Dollar General or some such thing. And um, with a Sharpie marker, made a T-shirt for each of us mm-hmm. that had something that we either say all the time that's silly or something that's like an inside joke in our family or, you know, and he did these little, these little artistic, um, but they were all extremely personal and it was all kind of insider stuff. And that is so much funnier when you're mm-hmm. in a family gathering, you know, oh, cause you know yeah. that like nobody else would get this, but we know why it's funny. Mm-hmm. So, yeah, so we all have these shirts and we love them. There was a year where I like to write poetry and I'm not very good at it, but I enjoy it very much anyway. And I made acrostic poems for each of the kids with their name and things that I had seen as a part of their unique personality from the time they were little until they were big for each of the letters in their name. And I just printed them on cardstock and put them in dollar store frames. And so each one cost probably $1.50 maybe. But it gave me something to wrap up and put pretty bows mm-hmm. on, you know. Mm-hmm. So, yeah. Wow. Yeah, and, and nobody was resenting it. It became a tradition. Mm-hmm. It did. And we, and we tried to add uh, activity to it sometimes, too. So, like, one, one year, one of the kids um, created a game for each person in the family, just a simple, some kind of, you know, so a little word game or something like that. But that reflected something that that person really loved so like mine was all about Broadway musicals and it was a you know somebody it's a card and it has the starting line of of some song from a Broadway musical and then you have to you have to finish the line finish the Uh lyric but then we actually tried to play some of the games you know Mm -hmm. we had a year the first year that we had a grandchild at the house we pulled out a basket full of silly board books, you know, like Sandra Boynton books, Boo Ma La 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 and um, Blue Hat, Green Hat and all those ridiculous. Mm. And we did a dramatic reading contest and whoever (laughs) gave the most dramatic reading of their board book, you know, got like an extra brownie or something. I don't know. (laughs) So so we tried to incorporate activities into it too, which is funny. Making memories and making good out of a tough time. Yeah. What about travel, missing travel? Some people every year look forward to going to see extended family or some families simply go away on a vacation over the Christmas holidays every year. And there are those who won't be traveling this year. Um, Any tips for people who are going to be staying at home geographically? Yeah. What what would you suggest there? (laughs) I think it's, in a way, some, some of it will be how we frame a lot of this. Mm-hmm. And in a way, not traveling will be an opportunity for us to do something new or create something different. Mm-hmm. Whereas when you're traveling, you've got to do all this extra preparation ahead of time and be ready to roll. And it, it's wonderful. And, you know, thanks to the wonders of modern technology, it's not the same, but if we do want to spend time with family that we would normally have traveled to see or what have you, you know, most of us thankfully do have options to do a Zoom call or a Skype or something with loved ones. So we don't have to be completely, uh, or, or even a phone call or whatever, you know, we, we can still do some things with them and still maintain some of that relationship stuff. But it also gives us a chance to say, wow, okay, so now we have this window of time that we didn't have before. Mm-hmm. What would we like to add? You 
know, we have downtime. We could have a family Christmas movie day. You know, we never bake because we never have time and we're not here to eat it. We could do some baking. Right? We could have a family game day or a family, let's all go for a hike as a family. Things mm-hmm. that we just don't get a chance to do. And we could even, if, you know, if it's a prolonged time, if it's not just a day or two, but it's a week or whatever, you could even have each kid could be responsible for planning something for the day for the family. What a cool thing. Those are great ideas. Oh, I bet they, yeah, they get a kick out of that. Yeah. yeah so like you said, Kim, it's about framing it. Mm. And that, that has to do really the most with what the parents role model for the kids. Mm-hmm. So, you know, if you frame it well yourself, so you can give yourself a little time to grieve what you don't have, mm-hmm. but then uh, role model the bounce back for the kids and to say, okay, how can we frame this in the best way that we can? So it's okay to be sad, but it it's not best to stay sad about it. Like let's bounce back. Let's make something good. There's a meme for us too. Yeah. It's, it's yeah. okay to be sad, but it's not best to stay sad. Yeah. And uh, yeah, when we can validate the loss that people are feeling, but then choose to create something beautiful in the face of it. Mm. That could make some of the best memories ever. It really could. Yeah. Our churches are all over the place in terms of what decisions they're making now. And I can't even imagine what things will look like um, when this goes on the air because we're, you know, we're recording this a, a little ways ahead of time. But one of the things that I know has been hard already for my local congregation is simply the uncertainty. Mm. It would almost be easier if our leadership just made the big decision and said, okay, we're canceling all of X, Y, and Z Mm -hmm. until next year at the earliest. But Mm -hmm. from week to week, things are shifting slightly back and forth. And um, that kind of uncertainty can be really tough. And um, one thing that our families can do is we can choose the meaning of particular Christmas church events that that are precious to us, whether it's a candlelight Christmas Eve service or whether it's a service project, you know, delivering Christmas meals to the homeless, or if there's something that you're, that you've regularly done with your church and you're just not going to know until pretty close to the last minute, whether it's going to happen or not, choose a way for your family to honor that meaning in your own way so that there can be that point of spiritual unity and coming together for a deeper meaning rather than just family tradition, you know, so that even if your church is not able to hold that same event or to sponsor that same outreach, your family is still getting to worship together in that way. Mm -hmm. Oh, yeah. Yeah. All right. Any other closing thoughts before we wind this down? It's hard because... At the same time that we're all trying to figure out our own next steps, we're needing to be gentle and compassionate mm-hmm. with everyone else who is figuring out their next steps. Nobody mm-hmm. has done this before. And it's it's okay that it doesn't look like other Christmases. It is really, it's, it's okay. Yeah. And I think just to really acknowledge that it's going to be different for each of us, you know, within a family that some people are going to need more stuff and some people are going to you know, love the changes and some people are going to have a harder time with changes and all those kinds of things. And to just learn to be kind and gentle with each other, which I think is exactly how Vicki started us out with all this. Mm -hmm. All right. So here's to gentleness and compassion.
And God bless us, everyone, said Tiny Tim. <laughs> Amen. Amen. <laughs> and Tiny Tim, who did not die, <laughs> best line ever. I love that at the end of A Christmas Carol. And Tiny Tim, who did not die. <laughs> oh, my. And the best rendering of that line from Dickens ever is in Muppet Christmas Carol. Oh, Just without saying. a doubt. Without yes. a doubt. Yes. Yes. So highly, highly recommended. If your family has never watched a Muppet Christmas Carol, please do so. <laughs> in, in, in fact, if you go to sevensistershomeschool.com, we even have a blog post on how to make a little unit study out of That's Muppet's right. Christmas Carol. That's right, we do. We have a wonderful life too, don't we? Yes, we do. How yeah. about that? Yes, mm-hmm. nothing like making school out of everything, right? <laughs> and everything's an educational opportunity, baby. Oh, That's yes. Right. Oh, yes. All right. So be encouraged. Um, celebrate and just be honest about the ways that you need to be gentle and compassionate with one another and with yourself. And this will be a time for all of us to grow in character, to look more like Christ when the holidays are over and to be that much stronger going forward into the new year. So we hope that your family finds wonderful ways to celebrate together. And we hope that you will share your ideas with us on our social media or on the blog at sevensistershomeschool.com. And as always, tune in for more episodes here on the Homeschool High School Podcast from sevensistershomeschool.com and brought to you by the Ultimate Homeschool Podcast Network. <laughs>